Welcome to the Summit for Wellness podcast, where we help you climb to the peak of your health. And now, here is your host, Brian Carroll. Hello and welcome to episode 25 of the Summit for Wellness podcast. I am your host, Brian Carroll, and today's episode is going to be a little bit different because I am actually nursing myself back from an ankle injury that I have, and a lot of the the workouts and exercises that I do on a daily basis are more for prehab and injury prevention, so I actually don't get injured very often. So when I do suffer from an injury, I use that as a learning opportunity and a way to test out different things and to explore different ways to work with a body to see what people that go through these same type of injuries are feeling and how can we then Uh, take a different look at the approach to rehabbing and find a different way to get people back up and running in a shorter amount of time. So typically if someone comes to me with an ankle injury, I can get them back up and almost to full strength in about four to days, depending on how severe the ankle injury is. As long as it's sprained and there's no tears within the ankle itself, then with proper rehab uh, practices, you can get people back up and going pretty quickly. Um, But since this is me, and because I don't have someone actually facilitating any hands-on motion to the foot and the ankle complex like I would to someone else, I was giving myself about a week to get back to full strength. I also had another motivator to get back up and running within a week because I knew that there was a big uh, weather system coming into the mountains that was supposed to be carrying a lot of snow, and I wanted to be able to get onto my snowboard and go ride some powder while we had it. And so that's kind of why I was pushing so hard to get back as quickly as possible. Um, But also... I do a lot of soccer, and I'm currently in a coaching season for wrestling, so I do need to have the strength and the mobility in my ankles to be able to uh, do all these other practices that I'm doing. So it was extremely necessary to do anything I could to get back on track as fast as possible. Now, let me give you some insight into how the injury happened, and I also want to let you know that Yes, this is an audio podcast, and so some of the stuff you might not fully understand what it is I'm talking about because I will be talking about certain exercises, and you might not know what that would look like in real life. And the nice thing is, the whole time that I was going through my rehab, I was taking videos each day of what it is I was doing. And so if you go to summitforwellness.com slash 25, you can see all of the videos that I did to rehab my ankle back to full strength. And I was back to full strength in about five days. The sixth day was the day that I went snowboarding. So all the videos show the exercises I was doing to get back to that point and um, how I was strengthening and keeping the joint itself moving to be able to get back to that place as quickly as possible. So how I sprained my ankle was I was up on Mount Rainier, which is the largest mountain here in Washington, and I was doing a little splitboard trip with some friends. And once we got up uh, 
to a nice spot where we decided to turn around and come down the mountains to snowboard back down the mountain. Um, we knew that it was still pretty early season, so the overall snow coverage wasn't uh, phenomenal, but it wasn't too bad. But essentially what we were looking for is what we call sharks, meaning um, uh, they're rocks that are hiding underneath the snow, which is very similar to sharks in the water. You know they're out there, you just don't know exactly where they are and when they'll bite, so it's one of those things where you know they're there and the likelihood of hitting one is probably pretty great, but you just have to be ready for it and um, know what to do if you do hit a rock. But sometimes it just comes out of nowhere and it gets you. And that's what essentially happened to me. I was coming down this one slope and it was an awesome powder ride and I had the tip of my snowboard up and I'm just riding and all of a sudden I slammed into a rock that was underneath the snow right into the center of my board. And for the speed that I was going at and how fast I hit that rock, it flung my whole weight forward, and that was the initial injury to my ankle because my ankle twisted really hard in my boot as I flung forward. But then it dipped my nose deep into the powder, and it was heavy powder, which recoiled my body the opposite way. So essentially what happened is I sprained my ankle one way, and then I recoiled and sprained it the other way. So it was a pretty bad sprain overall, to the point that even in my snowboard boots, I could feel it uh, swelling up so much that I could feel the ankle was touching all sides of the boot, and um, there was just no room inside of the boot at all. So I knew it was a big deal when it happened. I continued to uh, uh, snowboard for a little bit longer uh, while I couldn't feel the pain, Um and then later on, that's when all the pain and everything started kicking in. And that's also when everything started to tighten up and um, it became really difficult to even stand on that foot. So essentially, it was my left uh, ankle that was injured, which is my back foot when I ride. And therefore... Um, being able to go out and ride again the next day was definitely out of the question because there's no point in pushing my ankle past um, where it was and getting it more hurt when it's uh, still really early in the season. So after we got off the mountain, I tested my ankle to make sure nothing was torn, and then I also tested all my active range of motion to see where I was at, and then right away I started my rehab program because I know a lot of joints, especially the ankle because it's so far away from the heart, um, if you don't get movement going into it right away, then what can happen is all that inflammation goes down into the joint area and it has a hard time coming out of there. And it can really stiffen up the joint and make it really difficult to come back from it fully uh, without messing up other areas of the body. So when we're looking at the foot or the ankle, we also need to take a look at um, how it's affecting the rest of the chain. Because if you have an injury at the foot and that's the first thing to hit the ground, then you can pretty much guarantee that you're going to see uh, discrepancies up at the uh, hip complex all the way up through the spine, and later on that can cause potential injuries or issues as well. So 
it's extremely important to make sure you try to get your range of mo motion back as quick as possible down at the foot and the ankle. And so that was one of the key pieces for me in the entire rehab program was to keep the motion going since I knew that nothing was torn and get that inflammation to pump in and out of there and keep bringing in a fresh supply of nutrients that are needed to help rebuild tissue. Um, and so that's why I started my rehab program right away. And with day one being the day that the initial injury happened, I unfortunately don't have a video of what I was doing for that. But what I really wanted to make sure that I was doing was just keeping the motion going in my heel and through my uh, uh, metatarsal joint of the foot. So it was really difficult to put a whole lot of weight on that foot once um, the pain and inflammation started to set in. So I was doing a lot of movement of the heel and just getting the foot uh, to move around with my hands while I was sitting down. And then I was able to find a place where I could stabilize myself with my hands and be able to take some weight off of that ankle and just do some light motions into the ankle like as if I was going to take a step. And then I was also doing a little bit of knee circles too, just to keep motion going in there, but not going crazy with um, any weight-bearing exercises. Because of the work I put in on day one, on day two, I was able to actually start putting weight back into that foot and ankle. So then I was able to progress through my exercises and rehab program the way I wanted to. So to get started on day two, I started to do um, standing reaches on my left ankle, which is my uh, injured side, and I was reaching uh, forward and back with the right foot, and then I went uh, directly out to the side, and then I also tested a little bit of rotation. And essentially what I'm doing with those different motions is I'm testing the dorsiflexion and plantar flexion, so the uh, forward and back ways the ankle moves, and then I was testing the side-to-side -side, uh, ways as well, and then uh, with the rotational component, I was trying to get the foot to uh, pronate and supinate the way that it would while walking or during any kind of exercise. From there, as I was able to assess, then I decided to do um, a different exercise to mimic walking. So I went into a walking stance with my injured ankle in the back, and I started to drive through my front leg just like as if I was going to take a walk. And by doing that, I was creating that uh, dorsiflexion at that back ankle, and then I was starting to work my hands more into my hips and making sure the hips are moving and rotating the way that they should. And by doing that, then I'm also activating different muscles in the hip complex that also get tightened down when there's an injury lower down, like at the ankle. So essentially what I'm doing is not only working at the ankle itself, but I'm working up through the chain and I'm working up into the hip and then also into the way the spine is supposed to move. So I'm getting the whole body to start uh, working the way it's supposed to in order to create this rehabilitation type program. 
From there, I went over to a wall, and then I was uh, had my hands up on the wall, and I was driving with the opposite uh, leg to once again create these motions, but also to get into a little bit of the posterior chain back into uh, the calf region as well. And essentially what I'm doing there is making sure that there's st still length in the Achilles because once the Achilles tightens up, that is uh, really tough to get a lot of length back. Um, so by doing these different uh, movements at the wall that you can see in the video, um, it's able to keep the Achilles and that posterior chain a little bit looser than if I was doing anything else. And it's a lot more uh, targeted and more localized approach to uh, getting into that area. Right after that, then I just stood in place and I did knee circles. So I was moving my knees um, in a big circle in all directions and also going like side to side and then forward and back as well with my knees. And once again, all I'm doing is creating that that um, proprioceptive reaction down at the foot to pronate, supinate, uh, move side to side, and all, all the different motions that the ankle should be going through. And then right after that, I did a little bit of squats with my right foot in front, left leg back, and dropping my weight back into that left leg just to put a little bit more weight into that uh, left ankle and to build up that strength to be able to stabilize myself if I was to be um, in a position where I'm squatting or anything just on that left leg. Now, when you are recovering from any kind of injury, you obviously have to see what each day is like for your body, and you have to listen to your body, and there's really no point in pushing too hard if your body is not ready for it. So I was... Um, extremely surprised when I woke up on uh, day three to find that the ankle was doing extremely well. And so I decided to start testing more of its reactivity. Um, and so I started off with lunges, first going to the side and then forward, and then finally rotational lunges. And all of that felt fantastic. So then I started to do like a slow jump into the lunges in all of those different directions as well. And so essentially I'm increasing uh, the rate that I'm moving into these lunges and then having to uh, balance and stabilize myself as I land. Um, so I'm creating that reactivity in the ankle joint that I am looking for. Right after that, then um, I started to test what it would be like to drive off of the injured ankle for the other leg to start jumping. And so I would drive off of the left side and land on the right, going forward and to the sides and uh, with rotation in one direction. Um, I didn't do both directions at the start because I didn't want to overcompensate anything. And then after that, then I started to do elastic recoil uh, with that same knee circle type thing, but this time I'm going faster, and I started side to side going fast, and I'm getting the ankle and the foot to come off of the ground as I go side to side, so I'm really forcing the the uh, inversion and eversion of the foot, um, the supination and the pronation. 
And then after all that, everything felt really good. So I decided to step it up and I took a bozu, which is one of those half balls um, that you can find at the gym that has one side as flat and the other side as round. And I put the round side down so I could stand on the flat side. And then I stood on the flat side with my injured ankle and started to do the balance reaches that I did uh, the day before. And the same directions because we're doing everything in all three dimensions. We're going forward, we're going back, we're going side to side, and we're going with rotation. And with that test, there was a little tenderness in the ankle, but it wasn't too bad. And then right after that, then I went ahead and I sat down on the couch and I started to manipulate the foot. And um, as I like to call it out, I'm it's like uh, squeezing the sponge out or you're wringing out the foot and um, really just getting all the bo bones in the foot to move the way they're supposed to. And it feels fantastic and it's something that's desperately needed after you injured um, anything in the lower part of your body, such as your ankle or even the foot. And so that was all the stuff that I did for day three. Now for day four, it was a continuation of a lot of the movements that we did on day three. However, for the balance reaches, instead of being on the flat part of the bozu, we flipped the bozu over and stood on the round part, which that creates a lot of instability um, through the body because of just the shape of it and that it's air filled. And so... Um, only do that step once you feel like your ankle is ready for something that challenging because when you're moving, uh, it simulates the motion that you typically go through when you do uh, roll or sprain your ankle, and it can happen very quickly. So you want to make sure that you get to this step when the ankle is really ready to go more into these extreme movements uh, before you accidentally re-injure yourself. And then after that, still standing or still using the bozu, we're, we did a uh, balance lunges to the top of the bozu starting from the ground and then lunging to the top of the bozu and then trying to stabilize on the single leg and so that is what we did for day four so at this point in the rehab process for most people they would be good to go for everyday uh, basic activities and for um, some mild exercises within sports but I knew because I was a couple days away from going back and snowboarding and I was even uh, a couple more days away from having a soccer game that I needed a little bit more uh, rehab in order to make sure I was good to go. So on day five, the only thing that I changed was with all the stability exercises from day four, I started to add weight. And this way, I'm adding more load into the stability exercises, which challenges the body on a different level. And then right after I did that, then I went to rolling out the ankle to the side, like if you were to come up on the knife edge of your foot, and then dropping it back in. And this is where that elastic recoil really comes into play because I started to build up speed with that. And that mo motion right there, that's uh, the motion that your ankle goes through when you sprain an ankle. And so 
once you're able to get through that motion and start building up that recoil where your body is able to get into that range of motion and then come back out of it without injury um, or any tissue damage to that area, then you know that you're well on your way for um, full recovery. And by day six, I was able to fully go snowboarding uh, with very mild fatigue in the ankle. And then on day seven, I had a soccer game that I played and I was able to play the full game, no issues running around. Um, and it felt fantastic. So in within one whole week, I went from a really bad ankle sprain to uh, pretty much fully recovered in order to be able to play sports and go out and enjoy the activities that I wanted to do. So like I said at the beginning here, uh, sometimes going through your own injuries and being able to create some of these different po protocols that people can use to get um, themselves out of these injuries and back on track to the things they love comes in handy even though it's never fun to be injured it does make it really nice because at least there's other ways that people can um, learn from this and be able to utilize this information to help themselves if they ever get into a similar situation and I know a lot of people that get ankle sprains and they're out of um whatever activities or sports they like to do for months and months. And it's because a lot of times the rehab process that they go through is not what the body needs. Um, and so many people are taking too much time just looking at the ankle itself instead of figuring out how to utilize the entire body and how to put the ankle through different tests and different motions that you would typically find in a day-to-day -day basis or within the activities that you like to do in rehab from that uh, perspective. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. This whole mindset of um, taking a 3D approach to um, recovery and from um, rehab and to exercise all comes from uh, a lot of the information that I learned from the Gray Institute. We've talked about this type of movement processes before in many of our podcasts where uh, we talked with Lenny Persino or uh, Nicole Armbrust about how they pr provide functional movement to the different sports uh, that they typically work with. And in a couple weeks here, we are going to have the founder of uh, Functional Movement, Gary Gray, on the show here. And he is going to talk on a much deeper level about functional movement and how to uh, rehab in a way that makes sense and a way that integrates the body on a lot deeper level and provides better care for our entire system. So that will be out here in a couple weeks. Okay, if you like this episode, please go to iTunes and leave us a rating and review. Uh, those ratings and reviews are very important to get the show out in front of more and more people. And if you would like to see the videos for this podcast, then go to summitforwellness.com slash 25, and you can see all the video progressions right there. Take care, everyone.